by Passion Church, the DeSoto County campus, the fun church in Horn Lake, Mississippi. For more information, visit us at www.mypassion.church. I'm love. So, I guess to start off, let's go to first, puts in the King James Version to start with. We'll go to 1 Corinthians 13 in the first chapter. Faith, hope, and love. First Corinthians 13 and 1. Let's pray. Father God, I come to you in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Holy Spirit, I thank you for your presence in this place tonight. I ask you, Holy Spirit, to help me reveal the Word of God to the body just like you reveal it to me. Lord Jesus, I ask you, because you're the one who revealed yourself to John on the Isle of Patmos in the book of Revelation. And in the third chapter, you told the church to buy gold purified in the fire. I ask for your fire to fall in this place tonight. Purifying this church all the way from up to Pastor Vickers, all the way down to the bottom. Let your fire fall in this place, that this place will be a church that's sanctified and met for the Master's use. I know that you're purifying your church right now for your soon coming because you don't want anybody left behind. So I just ask you to manifest in here tonight, Holy Spirit, that my preaching and teaching will not be with enticing words of, of men's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power. And I thank you, Father God, that you confirm your word with signs following. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. In 1 Corinthians 13, and in the first verse, it says, Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, and have not, it says, charity, which is love. I am becoming sounding brass or tinkling cymbal, just making a bunch of noise. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I can remove mountains and have not love, I am nothing. Though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned and have not love, it profiteth me nothing. Love suffereth long and is kind. Love envieth not. Vaunteth not itself, is not puffed up with pride. It does not behave itself unseemly, it seeketh not her own, is not easily provoked, it thinks no evil. Rejoice it not in iniquity, but rejoice in the truth. Beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. Love never fails. For where there be prophecies, they shall fail. Where there be tongues, they shall cease. Where there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect has come, that which is in part shall be done away. When I was a child, I spake as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. 
For now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then shall I know, even as also I am known. Now abideth faith, hope, and love. These three, because the greatest is love. When we look at that word in the 13th verse, and we look at the word now, that's always. Now is always present tense. So, as I'm speaking to you right now, it's now. And five minutes from now, it's going to be now. Now, by faith, hope, and love, these three, but the greatest is love. When you get to heaven, you're not going to need any hope. You're not going to need faith. But you're born of love. Love's always going to be. God is love. So, it's like this. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Everybody that comes to God must believe he is, and he's a rewarder of them who diligently seek him. It's impossible to please God without faith. Faith is what's going to get you to your destiny. Faith is going to cause you uh, to get to where you're going, to run your race. But love, let's call faith the bridge, okay? Love is what holds that bridge up. You get out of love, and that bridge will collapse, and your faith will get to where it don't work anymore because in uh, Galatians, I believe 5 and 6, it says faith works by love. So we're going to look tonight at love, and I'm going to read. Um, you can put it up there, Miss Lisa, um, in the New Living, in the 1 Corinthians 13, verse 4 through 7. I'm going to read out of my New Living, because it may not be the same. So as she puts it up there, I'm going to read out of mine. Okay? In the New Living, in 1 Corinthians 13, verse 4, it says this. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable. It keeps no record of being wrong. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up. Love never loses faith. Is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstance. So when we read out of the New Living Translation, it says it keeps no record of being wrong. In other words, if you keep yourself in the love of God, even though offense is going to come your way, you don't have to be offended love will keep you from being offended because love takes no account of the wrong that's done to it because we're going to look a little bit later about people that's gotten offended we're going to look a little bit later or probably pretty shortly about bitterness let's look in ephesians the fourth chapter and the 21st verse ephesians 4 and 21 but before, just hold your place there. Before I go there, I just want to back up um, to some things about uh, love and what it is. Put up there Matthew 22 and verse uh, 36. Matthew 22 and verse 36.
Matthew 22 and 36 in the King James Version. He said, Master, which is the great commandment in the law? And Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. The second commandment is like unto it, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. <clears throat> On these two commandments hang all the law and all the prophets. In other words, he's not making a suggestion here. He's giving the church a commandment to walk in the love of God. So go to Romans 13 and 8, and then we'll go back to um, um, Ephesians. Romans 13, verse 8. Romans 13 and verse 8. It says, Owe no man anything but to love one another. For he that loveth another has fulfilled the law. In other words, the commandment of love, if you walk in love, you don't ever, you don't have to, uh, if you walk in love, you're not going to break any commandment that was ever given to curb sin. We're not talking about keeping the ten tonight. We're talking about keeping the one. You walk in love, you're not going to break any commandment. It says, for this, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness, thou shalt not covet. And if to be any other commandment is briefly comprehended in the saying, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Verse 10. Work, love worketh no ill to his neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. And that knowing that the time, that now is high time to wake out of sleep, for now is our salvation nearer than when we believe. The night is far spent. The day it is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness. And let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk honestly as in the day, not in rioting and drunkenness, not in chambering and wantingness, not in strife and envy. Put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. As we was in prayer last night, there was uh, several times that uh, uh, in prayer that love came forward, but there were several times in prayer that walking in the spirit came forward in other words walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust and desires of the flesh because the flesh lusted against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh and you got to understand you're a spirit being the real you is a spirit you are a spirit you have a soul which is your mind your will and your emotions and you live in a physical body spirit has authority over the natural realm spirit has authority over your mind and spirit has authority over your flesh so you can control your mind because you are a spirit. So it says, put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. So we're under the commandment to love one another. So let's go to Ephesians, the fourth chapter and 21st verse. Ephesians 4 and verse 21. If so be that you've heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus, 
that you put off concerning the former conversation, the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, that you put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. When we read up in verse 22, he starts off and he says, put off concerning the former conversation the old man, which is corrupt according to deceitful lust. Your old man is who you was before you became born again. There's nothing good in your old man. And that's why it says, put him off. And verse 24 says, and put on the new man. Who's the new man? The new man is the spirit that's created in the image and likeness of God. And your spirit, when you walk after the spirit, your spirit man only wants to obey God. So there's a war going on here. A war between your spirit and your flesh. The old man and the new man. The thing is, who are you going to let win? You're going to let the old man have his ways? Or are you going to dominate the old man and keep him under and walk in the spirit? You see, every time I go down the interstate and I'm going to turn like I go to the right, like I'm going to Nashville, I look up, I see a sign. And it says, stand, fight, and win. If you're not willing to stand and fight, you're not going to win. Put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Verse 25. Wherefore, put, putting away lying. That old man, see, he, he, he likes to lie. Speak every man truth with his neighbors, for we're members one of another. Be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sin go down upon your wrath, neither give place to the devil. Let him that stole, don't steal no more. But rather let him labor, working with his hands the thing which is good, that he may have to give to him that needeth. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. You see that old man, <laughs> he's corrupt. And that old man, he'll let that stuff come out of his mouth. It said, let no corrupt communication. Do you know gossip is corrupt communication? There's power in words. When you're speaking negative words, do you know there's power in it? Just like when you speak the right words, when you speak God's word, the power that's in his word. You know, when the Lord Jesus Christ walked the face of the earth, the power of his words, the trees obeyed him, wind obeyed him, the dead obeyed him. Whatever he spoke to obeyed him because there was power in what he said. Now you reverse that. And you start saying the words of the devil, you'll get what you say in that area also. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying that it may minister grace unto the hearer. The more that you understand that the real use of spirit, the more you'll understand the the tongue. The more you understand that the real you is a spirit being, you have a soul which is your mind, your will, and your emotions, you live in the physical body, the more you'll control that tongue. 
Life and death's in the power of the tongue. See, you'll get what you say. You, you talk negative all the time, you'll get it. You talk faith, you talk the Word of God, you'll get it. Whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, believe that you shall receive them and you shall have them. And it says, grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you're sealed unto the day of redemption. Verse 31. He says, let. So that's you. That's me. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, had forgiven you. Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children, and walk in love as Christ has also loved us, and has given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling Savior. As I back up to verse 31, and I look at the word bitterness, I want to turn to Hebrews 12 and verse 14. Hebrews 12 and verse 14. It says, Follow peace with all men and holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. Looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. That word defiled in the Greek is, po is poisoned. Everybody in this world is going to have the opportunity many times in your life to be offended. People's going to do things to you that's not fair. People's going to talk about you when you ain't done nothing wrong. But don't take the opportunity to be offended. Walk in love because love takes no account of the wrong that's done to it. I am not going to get offended. It don't make no difference. I don't care what happens to me. It makes no difference. You see, you can't offend the dead man. You keep that dead man in the grave where he belongs, you won't get offended. You keep yourself in the love of God and you won't get offended. Because if you get offended, I can promise you, you're going to get bitter. It said the, the root of bitterness springing up defiles many. It poisons many. Now, because I talk to people every day out there in the streets and have been doing it ever since I've been saved since 1979, I talk to a lot of bitter people. And I've seen so many people that would, um, I don't know, just they would maybe go to another church, maybe take a position that God never told them to take and all kinds of things goes wrong. And then they get bitter. And when they get bitter and you get around them and start talking, poison starts coming out of their mouth. They say all the church is is organized religion. That's all it is. It's just organized religion. And they say, even when they say they're getting folks saved, they're just faking it. They're really not doing it. 
And all the words, you hang around them, and all the words that come out of their mouth is bitter because they've been poisoned. See, they've got offended. Matter of fact, in the book of Proverbs, it says a brother offended is harder to be a one than a strong city because people make a choice to get offended. See, it's a choice. You don't have to. You're born again. You're a spirit. You've been commanded to walk in the love of God. People get offended. They leave the church. They go here. They get offended. You know what they did to me. You know what that preacher did to me. You know what they said about me. I can't believe that they said about me what they said about me. Friends, let me tell you something. They talk about me all the time. I just laugh about it. I couldn't care less. Hey, I know where my relationship is with God. I know whether I'm walking in the Spirit or not. I know whether I'm in the love of God or not. I know if I got all in my heart or not. I am not going to let all stay in me. It cannot. It will not. I refuse to be bitter. I refuse to be poisoned. Won't do it. Going to keep myself in the commandment of love. If anybody in this life had a reason to get bitter, it had been the Lord Jesus Christ. And after him, it would have been the Apostle Paul. Because I don't know of anybody that suffered as much as Apostle Paul outside the Lord Jesus Christ. You know what they said? When Stephen was being stoned to death for preaching the gospel, he said, Lord, forgive them. They don't know what they do. When the love's gone, the fire's gone. People want revival. They want the fire to fall in the church. When everybody in the church is walking in the love of God, the fire falls. If you're saved, that means born again. The love of God is shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Ghost. Romans 5 and 5. Put it up on the board, if you would, please, Miss Lisa. Put it in the King James. The love of God is shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Ghost. You know why? Love never fails. Love never gives up. The love of God is shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Ghost to overcome the works of the flesh, the old man, and the attacks of the enemy. First John. First John, the first chapter. Fifth verse. First John, first chapter, fifth verse. This then is a message we've heard of him and declare unto you that God is light. In him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. Now we're going to, just so you understand what he's talking about here, 
I'm going to read verse 7, and then I'm going to come back. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. Now, this is not talking about me having fellowship with you. This is talking about me having fellowship with God. If we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses me from all sin. Okay? When I back up to verse 6, it says, If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. Now, in 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John, the whole chapters is talking about love. Okay? So keep that in mind when you see the word commandments there. Because sometimes people... Um, We're going to come back there. I want to go to the second chapter. We're talking about light and darkness now. We're talking about the old man, the new man. We're talking about, um, we're talking about love. In the second chapter, in the ninth verse, he that saith, this is still First John, second chapter, ninth verse. We're talking about light and darkness. He that saith he is in the light and hateth his brother, is in darkness even until now. Now that word hate there means to detest or to love less. So it says, He that says he's in the light, hateth his brother, is in darkness even until now. He that loveth his brother abideth in the light. So, if you want to abide in God, you know there's a difference between Knowing about God, there's a difference between coming to church and abiding in God. He that loveth his brother abideth in the light. And there's no occasion of stumbling in him. But he that hateth his brother is in darkness, and walketh in darkness, and knoweth not whether he goeth, because that darkness has blinded his eyes. So, the second chapter makes it a little clearer what he's talking about in the first chapter when he's talking about the difference between light and darkness. So I'm going to flip back to the first chapter, and I'm going to read verse 6 and 7 again. If we say we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness. Okay, let me break it down to you like this. If we say we have fellowship with him and we're not walking in love, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in love as he is love, we have fellowship one with another in the blood of Jesus Christ. His Son cleanses us from all sin. If you keep yourself in the love of God, if you abide in Him, His blood will cleanse you from all sin. Going to the third chapter of 1 John. The third chapter. First verse. Third chapter. First verse. Behold what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it does not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, we shall see him as he is. Verse 3. Every man that has this hope in him, he purifies himself even as he is pure. You know, when we first started off, we faith, hope, and love. And it says, if any man has this hope in him, 
He'll purify himself even as he is pure. Verse 5. Or I'll just read it on down. Verse 4. Whosoever committed sin transgressed also the law. For sin is the transgression of the law. And you know he was manifested to take away our sins, and in him is no sin. Whosoever abideth in him sinneth not, or whosoever abideth in love sinneth not, because love covers all sins. There's a scripture in the Old Testament in Proverbs and a scripture in the New Testament that says love covers all sins. The matter of fact, just I don't have time to go to Matthew tonight, but if you walk in the love of God, you abide in love, you stay in love, you walk in perfect before God. Love is the perfect walk before God. He sees you perfect when you keep yourself in the love of God. It says, verse 6, Whosoever abideth him sinneth not. Whosoever sinneth hath not seen him, neither known him. Little children, let no man deceive you. He that doeth righteousness is righteous, even as he is righteous. He that committeth sin is of the devil. For the devil sinneth from the beginning. For this purpose the Son of God is manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Whosoever is born of God doeth not commit sin, for his seed remaineth in him. He cannot sin because he's born of God. Verse 10. In this the children of God are manifest and the children of the devil. Whosoever doeth not righteousness is not of God, neither he that loveth not his brother. For this is the message that you heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. Not as Cain, who was of the wicked one, and slew his brother, and wherefore slew he him, because his own works were evil and his brother's righteous. Marvel not, my brethren, if the world hates you. They hated him without a cause. And they're going to hate you if you walk in the light as he is in the light. Verse 14. We know we've passed from death unto life because we love the brethren. He that loveth not his brother abideth in death. Whosoever hateth his brother is a murderer. And you know that no murderer murderer has eternal life abiding in him you notice in verse 14 we know we pass from death unto life because we love the brethren do you know what the evidence is in your life of your fruit of your christianity of your real christian life it's the love of god we know we've passed from death unto life because we made a confession no it says we know we pass from death unto life because we love the brethren he that loveth not his brother abideth in death. And whosoever hateth his brother is a murderer. And you know that no murderer had eternal life abiding in him. I'm going to read down to verse 19. Hereby we know that we are of the truth and, the whole, and, and, and shall assure our hearts before him. For if our heart condemn us, God is greater than the heart and knows all things. Beloved, if our heart condemn us not, then have we confidence towards God. Then have we confidence towards God. And whatsoever we ask, we receive of him, because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. In other words, we have confidence towards God, and whatsoever we ask, we receive of him, because we keep his commandments. To love him with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength, to love our neighbors ourselves, the commandment of love. It says, and this is his commandment that we should believe on the name of His Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as He gave us commandment. He that keepeth His commandments dwelleth in Him, and He in Him. 
You want to dwell in God? You want to abide in Him? Then keep His commandments. Keep yourself in the love of God. This is not a one-time thing. This is not something that you hear and you say, I know that. Listen, <laughs> I read this every day. I look at it every day. I quote it every day. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Faith don't come by having heard, and faith don't come by knowing. You can say, I know that. Well, I don't care if you know it. You need to hear it 10,000 more times. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. When I get up in the morning, I deny myself. I take up my cross, and I follow Him. In other words, I tell the old man to shut up and get out of his way, get out of my way, because I'm not following Him. You see, your spirit... And your soul has to come together and be in agreement. When your spirit and your soul comes together and are in agreement, your flesh, the old man, don't stand a chance against you. You can dominate that old man. But if you, I'm going to tell you right now, if you're going to be lazy and you ain't going to do any of this, if you're not going to read the Word of God, if you're not going to pray, there's nothing nobody can do for you. The pastor is going to be the one that's going to be praying for you and the church is going to be praying for you for 30, 40, 50 years. And ain't nothing going to change because you're not willing to do anything. You are the one that's going to have to be willing to look at the Word of God, to read the Word of God, to renew your mind with the Word. It says, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. How do you change the way that you act? You change the way that you think. As long as you're still doing this, it's because you're thinking that. But when you're putting the Word of God in your heart, your thinking is changing, your actions will change. But if you're not willing, if you're going to be spiritually lazy and you want somebody else to do it for you, it will not work. It will not work. Every day I get up, I deny myself, I take up my cross, and I follow Him. I follow the love walk. That means when the old man wants to act the way he acts, I say, no, no. I choose to walk in love and keep the old man under. Look, he's going to try to come up every day. You think he's going to go away? I'll tell you when he's going to go away, when you die. That's when he's going to go away. You won't have to put up with him anymore. But as long as you're on the face of this earth, you're going to deal with temptation every day. Everybody in this room, everybody in the world is going to deal with temptation every day. Thoughts coming against your mind. Your flesh trying to give you problems. That's why he said, keep him under. He's coming. Keep him under. Only you can do it. Sometimes I get up in the morning. I don't want to get up. I say, Lord, I don't want to go out there. I'd rather go home. To be with the Lord is a whole lot better than being here. But you know, I get up, and after about three or four hours of sitting with the Lord, guess what? I'm ready again. I'm filled with the Spirit again. But I can't live off yesterday's feeling. 
I have to be filled every day. I can't make it once a week. <laughs> That's why when they have church, I'm at church. When they have prayer, I'm at prayer. Let me give you some advice. It's a whole lot better to seek the kingdom of God first and His righteousness than seeking what you may choose. Because His way is always best. And you can be filled with the Spirit and walk in the Spirit every day, every day, If you apply yourself to do so. It said the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. But who is dominating? The spirit or the flesh? Chapter 4, 1 John, verse 7. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. There's a difference between being born again and knowing God. He that loveth not, knoweth not God, for God is love. Verse 11. Beloved, if God, God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. No man had seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us, and his love is perfected. In us. Verse 16. We have known and believed the love that God had to us. God is love. We're still talking about what we start talking about in the first chapter of 1 John. We're still talking about the same identical thing. And we know and we have known and believed the love that God had to us. God is love. He that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God and God in life. And God in him. When we first started talking in, in the first chapter, we was talking about dwelling in the light. Still talking about the same thing. Love, light. We have known and believed the love that God had to us. God, God is love. He that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God and God in him. Here in us are love made perfect. Verse 17. That we may have boldness in the day of judgment because as he is, so are we in this world. This world right now. So are we in this world. There is no fear in love. Perfect love casteth out fear because fear has torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. If a man say, I love God and hateth his brother, he is a liar. For he that loveth not him, his brother who he has seen, how can he love God he has never seen? And this commandment have we from him that he who loveth God love his brother also. So, with that in mind, I'm going to go back to 1 Corinthians 13, and I'm going to read just a little bit more to you about what the love of God is. So you'll know what it is. I'm going to read out of the New Living Translation. 
I'm going to start at verse 4. I'm going to go through verse 7. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable, and it keeps no record of being wrong. You said, they done what to me? It keeps no record of being wrong. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses hope, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstance. If you'll keep yourself in the love of God, you'll stay in love, you won't fail. You won't get offended, you won't quit, you won't give up. But nobody can do it for you. You have to do it yourself. If you're saved and you know it, let me see your hand. Keep them up just a minute. I'm talking to the church tonight. You can put them down. I'm talking to Christians tonight. Because you know something? The world, before I got saved, <laughs> you can't walk in this kind of love. It's impossible. But after you get born again, that's what you're born of. Love. The love of God is shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Ghost. This is your evidence, see? That you pass from death unto life because you love the brethren. Ain't that right, Papa D? The love of God. The power that's in love. Perfect love casted out fear because fear has torment. Fear is not good at all. If you get bitter, you'll open the door to fear. If you are bitter, repent. Get out of it. Forgive your mama. Forgive your daddy. Forgive everybody that there is in this world. If they're dead, forgive them. Please, forgive them. The Apostle Paul said in Philippians, the third chapter, he said, this one thing I do, okay? This one thing I do. Now, you've got to understand, the Apostle Paul, before he got born again, he was killing Christians and putting them in prison. This guy had a lot to forget about, okay? He said, this one thing I do, I forget those things which are behind. And I reach forth unto those things which are before. Now, is the Apostle Paul saying he has amnesia and he can't remember, remember no more? No, no, no. No, it don't mean that those fiery darts won't come against your mind, but here's what it means. I forget those things which are behind. In other words, I don't let the power of the past affect me spiritually, physically, mentally, or emotionally. I refuse to let it affect me. And you don't have to let the past affects you. And I want to tell you something else. Forgiveness does not always mean reconciliation. It does not always mean. There's some things that cannot be reconciled, but it can be forgiven. Don't allow, don't allow for one second for there to be aught in your heart against anybody. I, hey, I've heard some stories. I mean, I, I've heard some stories about some things that have been done to some people, and I mean, it make your hair stand up. And they got born again, and they forgive those people for the things that they've done against them. So I encourage you tonight, forgive everybody. Walk in love. We'll have a church 
full of love. There'll be no gossip in the church. Huh? No talking about anybody. No alt. No strife. Hey, strife-free, I can already feel the anointing. Huh? We'll have a church that the Holy Spirit can just fall on. Well, everybody has attested to me and told me tonight they're born again. It's time for me to quit. But I'll say this. If you're in here tonight and you need prayer, I'll be up here. You come up here, I'll be glad to pray for you. Anoint you with oil or whatever you need. I'm here. So, God. Thanks for listening to the podcast today. We hope you enjoyed it and that it inspires you to live out God's Word. For more information, visit us at www.mypassion.church. Well,